You're listening to Kyle Warren. Well, a reprieve of sorts for trick-or-treaters looking to go out on Halloween night in Los Angeles County, L.A. County seemingly walking back and slightly revising, they say, their guidelines for Halloween this year after initially saying all Halloween activities were banned in L.A. County. We'll tell you about that on the program today, and we'll hear from Dr. Fauci talking about what President Trump said behind closed doors and in the press conferences. Turns out it was the same thing about coronavirus, but Joe Biden is angry, saying the president lied. Stay with us, folks. All right, welcome everyone around the globe and across the net. Kyle Warren with you. A great pleasure to be with you here today on this Wednesday edition of the broadcast, Wednesday, September the 9th, 2020. And boy, do we have an awful lot to tell you about on the program today. We're going to tell you about the California wildfires. Uh, in my area, uh, we're not affected by these fires. Only uh, We only have the smoke up in the sky, uh, which is... Uh, making the uh, the uh, the overcast conditions and so forth, but that is a far cry uh, from what so many people are experiencing in California and up in Oregon near Medford, uh, Salem as well. And uh, so we'll tell you about that on the program today. Our our hearts just go out to everybody in the Northern California as well. Uh, it just is uh, so many uh, so many people displaced and and these terrible terrible fires. Uh, we'll uh, we'll tell you. About about that on the program today also on the program today as we mentioned in the intro we'll tell you what's happening in la county vis-a-vis halloween also uh joe biden came out uh you know both barrels today about uh president trump and how you know he lied to the american people according to biden and as the captain captain matt bruce has been calling him on his program lion biden it's, you know, that's kind of rich, isn't it, for Biden to come out and say President Trump was lying? Well, let me just put it in quick perspective before we get into the details. And that is this. Remember when uh, Joe Biden was so, so angry about the xenophobic President Trump who, who, uh, who stopped travel from China, uh, from Wuhan, where the virus originated and was pouring into the United States and other points as well. But as far as President Trump could do, he said, we're going to stop the travel. Well, Biden was outraged and President Trump was a xenophobe and he was a racist and he was all these things. And then later on, Biden turned, turned around again and said, well, it was, it was okay. I was sorry. I agree with that now. I agree with that now. And it's what I've always, and I've started to call him catch up Biden. You know, he's always catching up. He's catching up to the good decisions. Takes him a while, but he finally catches up. Uh, but that's not what we need in a president. We need a president to make the right decision right then. Not somebody who can sort of, sort of acclimate to it over time. And then, okay, well, all right. You know, maybe, maybe that was okay to do. We don't need that. We need somebody like President Trump, obviously. And speaking of Captain Matt Bruce, uh, I'll be a guest on the Captain's America Third Watch radio program coming up later on this evening. All that happening at 11.05 p.m. Pacific, 
2.05 a.m. Eastern Time. Simply go to kylewarrenshow.com. There you'll find links to listen live to the captain's flagship station of AM860, The Answer, there in Tampa, Florida, with the program going out along the Salem Media Group of stations, also along the GCN network as well. And uh, it is the fastest-growing overnight radio program in America, the Captain's America, and uh, we hope to see you there because the captain and I will have a complete wrap-up of all of the day's coronavirus-related issues, uh, the political uh, things that are wrapped up in all of this, uh, and any other breaking news uh, that's happening, and of course the political news of the day, and probably stories you're not hearing um, uh, in the mainstream media. So we definitely invite you to, uh, to join us. And we look forward to seeing you there. And once again, thanks for listening to this little old program uh, today. And it's great to be with you. Okay, so as we're, we're chock full, we have we have so much. Uh, so we're going to take a look here real quick. Let's start uh, with uh, Joe Biden. Uh, we'll do this, and then in the second segment, we'll have a little bit more time. We'll uh, tell you about the fires uh, that are that are going on. Uh, but in this first segment, let's take a look. Let's listen to what Joe Biden had to say. Joe Biden is outraged, and they got him all hopped up, and he's he's uh, uh, I guess reading this as best as he can, and and coming out against President Trump. He was in Michigan with his good friend, Governor Whitmer, I suppose. And uh, here's what Joe Biden had to say. From the Washington Post columnist Bob Woodward, that the president of the United States has admitted on tape in February he knew about COVID-19 that had passed through the air. He knew how deadly it was. It was much more deadly than the flu. He knew and purposely played it down. Worse, he lied to the American people. He knowingly and willingly lied about the threat it posed to the country for months. He had the information. He knew how dangerous it was. And while this deadly disease ripped through our nation, he failed to do his job on purpose. It was a life and death betrayal of the American people. Experts say that if he had acted just just one week sooner, 36,000 people would have been saved. If he acted two weeks sooner, Back in March, 54,000 lives would have been spared in March and April alone. Okay, so there you have Joe Biden, again, quoting experts. We don't know who they are. Maybe they're the same people because when he came up to the mic, uh, I recall seeing earlier, he said something like, I'm, they, they tell me I'm socially distanced up here so I can take off my mask. By the way, he was coughing, I think, all through this um, as well. And uh, remember, he had been admonished by one of the um, uh, news anchors at one point, said, sir, we, uh, we cough into our elbows, sir. But he's still not coughing into his elbow it's not gonna it's not gonna happen anytime soon it's joe biden is gonna cough the way he wants i guess but you just heard some pretty uh you know some pretty intense criticism right there and president trump he did this on purpose and the and according to the experts whoever they are um if this then would have been this many thousand people saved and and on it goes and again, Joe Biden, he just lives in this world and the Biden campaign and the media even live in this world where Joe Biden can say anything he wants. It's fine. And uh, we're really not going to go after it uh, too much. Um, it can sound so fantastical. It doesn't matter uh, because, again, this is this is now the thing to go after Trump for. Well, let's turn to the Fauci, shall we? Let's turn to the Fauci 
as he was interviewed on Fox News asking about whether or not President Trump distorted um, any of the coronavirus uh, stuff in public. And was he doing this behind closed doors? And then he'd go out in public and say something else. Let's listen to the Fauci. Let's uh, take a listen. I think we have that coming up. Great to see you this afternoon. So let me, let me get your response to this. President Trump, according to Woodward, says uh, in, back in February that he knew how serious this was going to be, but all the way into March said he always wanted to play it down because he didn't want to create a panic. Uh, you were there through that whole thing. Was that the playbook or was that the president just going his own direction? You know, I don't think so, John. I mean, I don't, I don't recall anything different than in our discussions that we had with the president that he said things quite similar publicly. So I, I you know I, I didn't read the book. I didn't really go over mm-hmm. any of the text since it just came out. But you know, when in my discussions and the discussions of other task force members with the president, uh, we're talking about the reality of what was going on. And then when we would get up in front of the press conferences, which were very, very common after our discussions mm-hmm. with the president, he really didn't say anything different than we discussed when we were with him. So I, I'm, I may not be tuned in to the right thing that they're talking about, but I didn't really see any discrepancies between what he told us and what we told him and what he ultimately came out publicly and said. There you have it. That's Dr. Anthony Fauci and maybe sometimes not the best friend of President Trump. But again, this is kind of like the John Bolton thing. Look, this is a guy who's who's saying, look, no, the president didn't say things like that behind closed doors and say something different in public. Well, you know, maybe, maybe, you know, the Biden people think they've hit upon something, but uh, there you have it, folks. Uh, Stay right there. We have so much more to tell you about right after this. You're listening to Kyle Warren. There are everyday actions to help prevent the spread of respiratory diseases. Wash your hands. Avoid close contact with people who are sick. Avoid touching your eyes, nose, and mouth. Stay home when you are sick. Cover your cough or sneeze. Clean and disinfect frequently touched objects with household cleaning spray. For more information, visit cdc.gov COVID-19. This message brought to you by the National Association of Broadcasters and this station. Coming in for a landing means a pilot must balance crucial factors, including airspeed, flaps, and rate of descent. Pilot must also be prepared for the unexpected, such as engine failure and wind shear. When it comes to your income property, having the right pilot at the controls can mean the difference between a safe landing and one that will cost you. Investors Property Services. We manage income property. www.investorshq.com If you're a veteran looking to file for your service-connected benefits through the Department of Veterans Affairs, don't go it alone. AMVET's highly trained service officers stand ready to walk you through the process at VA regional offices around the country, helping you to navigate the complex VA system free of charge. With new presumptions for Agent Orange exposure and other conditions, AMVETs can offer you the advice you need to finally receive all of your earned benefits. In 2009 alone, AMVETs helped process more than 65,000 claims and appeals, securing more than $410 million in benefits. To find your nearest AMVET service officer or to learn more, visit After a long, hard day in the rough-and-tumble world of politics, open a tall, cool Kyle Warren show. Ah, that crisp, refreshing taste. That smooth style. That effervescing attitude. And without all that other stuff that can, well, 
bog you down. Helping to put back what the daily media assault takes away, listen to The Kyle Warren Show weekdays right here on this station and visit the website at kylewarrenshow.com. I'm Ron Edwards, host of the Edwards Notebook. Class is in session with the professor of politics, Kyle Warren. That's right. Thank you so much, Mr. Ron Edwards. We're going to hear a little bit from Ron, host of the Edwards Notebook, here in just a little bit on the program. And folks, don't forget you can go to kylewarrenshow.com. That's kylewarrenshow.com. There you can find me on Facebook, friend me on Facebook. Check me out on Twitter. Also, you can check out my video pick of the day and, of course, subscribe to the program right there. And we keep going up and up and up, just like the music is doing. And that's because of you, the listeners. And uh, once again, we wouldn't be here if it wasn't for you. And uh, we just appreciate all of you out there and the support and the good messages and the subscriptions. And by the way, Bill C., thank you so much uh, for following the program on Podbean. That's, of course, our new podcast home uh, is Podbean. And you can go to kylewarrenshow.com.podbean. Pardon me, kylewarrenshow.podbean.com to pick up the program there. I believe, and of course, there's links right there at KyleWarrenShow.com. Uh, and yesterday, uh, we had an ISP problem. Uh, that's for sure. Uh, and KyleWarrenShow.com uh, was down for uh, maybe, I'm thinking, what was it, six hours? Um, or thereabouts. Well, maybe more than that. Maybe more like eight hours. Uh, and so uh, there was anything we could do about it. Uh, we definitely were communicating about that. Uh, but uh, my apologies, it was completely out of our control. Uh, but certainly uh, it's up now and everything seems to be fine. I have a feeling that it has to do with um, maybe some of the fires that have been going on. Um, I, I And I don't have any other evidence for that other than the fact that there's fires everywhere in California. And I don't know, maybe uh, uh, some kind of routers went down or something somewhere. I, I wouldn't be surprised. Um, in fact, last night uh, for the Captain's America, the phone line, uh, we had some trouble with that as well. Um, and, uh, so, but we did get connected. It was fine, uh, for the program, but, um, that's, I think again, um, with all these, this issue, especially here in the California area, we might've experienced something like that. Uh, but everything good now. And, uh, of course, in terms of technology, but for people out there, uh, they are having a terrible time, uh, with the fires and, uh, our, as I said earlier, our, our hearts just go out to them, uh, for sure. Um, and then also, also, uh, we'll talk today about some cuts that are going on for United and tell you about Halloween, uh, in uh, Los Angeles County. And then also we've got maybe some news from the magic kingdom. That's right. Well, Disneyland itself, Disneyland is about 15 minutes away from my home in Southern California. And I'll tell you, it's eerie. Uh, to drive by Disneyland and see it closed, basically. 
uh, you know, you can't see much from the freeways and everything, but it's it's different. It's very different. It's very different in the area in Anaheim surrounding the Disneyland Resort. Um, you know, you can certainly uh, different freeways in the Southern California area. You can look over and sometimes, you know, you can see uh, California Adventure uh, and, the, uh, you know, things like that. You can see what used to be the Tower of Terror, um, which is now the uh, Guardians of the Galaxy. And, of course, in, if you're driving up the five, you can see the Matterhorn. But it is weird uh, to think that uh, the Magic Kingdom is um, has been closed for for quite some time. So uh, we'll have some news on that. Uh, but first, let's let's tell you what's happening with these fires. This is from NBC News. Wildfires continue to rage out of control throughout the West Coast on Wednesday with one small Oregon town nearly wiped off the map by fast-moving flames, authorities said. Officials and talent on Wednesday told their 6,600 residents about 10 miles south of, south of Medford, Oregon, and 300 miles north of Sacramento, California, to stay outside of city limits because there's scant electricity and it's not safe stepping around fallen power lines. Uh, while City Hall... The police department and other government buildings survived. There were whole neighborhoods and blocks of businesses completely gutted by the blaze. The fire ripped through the core of our Oregon Route 99 corridor, the main stretch of that town. Talent Mayor Darby Ayers flood told NBC News where it burned. It burned completely and totally. I'm exhausted and shocked by it. City officials were hoping that their fast-acting residents who evacuated Tuesday and Wednesday would keep deaths at zero. I believe that most everyone is safe. It could have been far worse, Ayers Flood said. Governor Kate Brown enacted a Fire Conflagration Act for the first time in state history, with at least 35 fires scorching more than 300,000 acres of land in Oregon. Our number one priority right now is saving lives, Brown said on Tuesday, uh, uh, said Tuesday on Twitter. Pardon me, said Wednesday on Twitter. Uh, this could be the greatest loss of human lives and property due to wildfires in our state's history. She also said during a press conference Wednesday that a number of towns uh, in Marion Lane and Jackson counties have been substantially destroyed according to NBC affiliate KGW. Meanwhile, up the road in Medford, residents in the southern end of the city were ordered to evacuate on Wednesday as the Alameda fire made its way north. And to make matters worse, another blaze uh, dubbed the, the Oban Chain Fire was gaining strength north of Medford, according to Jackson County Emergency Management, prompting more evacuation orders. Uh, so again, this is... Uh, uh, just a terrible, terrible, uh, you know, disasters, tragedies happening, uh, to be sure. Um, and of course, later in the Captain's America, we'll have um, complete updates on what's happening. Um, and last night we were talking about evacuations, people leaving. This is near Medford, as I understood, people leaving their cars along Interstate 5. Uh, in order to get away. And, and so, again, this is all very serious stuff. And with winds, um, and especially now, we've, we have not had the Santa Ana's here in, um, in my area, in Orange County, um, but uh, I think it's mostly L.A., north of L.A., where they're having these uh, higher winds uh, coming across the state. And that is obviously just a recipe for that's pouring gasoline on the fire, unfortunately, to to, to use that terminology. It's it's it really, really is. 
And, um, and so again, so many people are being affected by this. And um, so I'm hoping, of course, our prayers are with them. And, um, and certainly also the firefighters themselves um, are doing everything that they possibly can. Um, and these rescues that we've heard about and so forth, they're daring, um, they're heroic, uh, they're exactly the kind of thing um, that, uh, the, that brings out the very best in us uh, to go in and, uh, and save people. Uh, so that they'll uh, be safe. Um, so and getting back to this article, 14,000 firefighters are on the line in California as 25 wildfires burned out of control, according to the California Department of Forestry and Fire Protection, or CAL FIRE, as it's known. Uh, the Creek Fire in Fresno County, which began Friday night, had consumed more than 163,000 acres by Wednesday morning. And remarkably, three other fires still burning on Wednesday, the August Complex, SCU Lightning Complex, and LNU Complex, pardon me, LNU Lightning Complex blazes were classified as the second, third, and fourth biggest wildfires in state history. We've been talking about the SCU Complex and the LNU Lightning Complex fires for days and days and days. Uh, This is, this is, again, just, this is a conflagration. There's just no doubt about it. Um, so again, uh, the, um, in my area, you know, as I said, we've had minimal, minimal, minimal impact. And, um, so there's some smoke in the sky where I am right now, but it's nothing, nothing compared, uh, to what people are going through, uh, literally not all that far away. And, uh, so again, um, our hearts, um, our hearts and our prayers are just with them, uh, because again, uh, this is, uh, uh, just a terrible, terrible tragedy that that has come upon the people, and uh, we just hope that they're all going to be okay. We can replace the stuff, and they can rebuild the buildings uh, and ho- and homes and so forth, but we can't replace uh, each other. So again, that's uh, what we're going to uh, be focusing on. Okay, let's see. In the time we have here in this segment, uh, yeah, let's tell you about this. Uh, United, this from Reuters, uh, United Airlines. Um, on Wednesday forecast a bigger drop in third quarter passenger revenue than its own expectations and said it would look to cancel more flights uh, until it sees um, a recovery in air travel. Well, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not too surprised at that, um, only because, again, um, you know, we have seen um, everything drop by, what, 75% or something like that. And the talk of a vaccine seems to be um, what is going to, quote unquote, get us back to normal. But even with that, uh, it's going to take time to get back to normal. It's going to take time to get people feeling very comfortable about doing things like flying and so forth. And people are doing that right now. I, I understand. But on a, on the large scale and, and on a scale such that they would have to bring back airplanes out of the uh, you know proverbial boneyard um, where they're be stored in the in the arid desert uh, environment um, in order to start bringing back those planes uh, we're going to have to see major major changes and um, hopefully that'll be sooner than later uh, but again we're talking about these uh, jobs uh, we're talking about uh, people's livelihoods we're talking about um uh, again, just the the real future of people's families and their lives, 
and um, it's it's um, it's slow, but hopefully we're we're going to get there. All right, folks. When we come back, we'll tell you more about what's going on, and we'll be right back right after this. You're listening to Kyle Warren. Hi, folks. This is Kyle Warren. A short time out, then back with more. So stay right there. Hi, folks. This is Kyle Warren. Stay tuned for the Edwards Notebook right here on the Kyle Warren Show. Several years ago, I declared on a page from the Edwards Notebook that the number one enemy of the United States is the government school system. Hello, I'm Ron Edwards on today's page from the Edwards Notebook. When you see young Black Lives Matter activists spewing hatred and working with their allies in the National Education Association, Islamic activists, Anti-Defamation League members, and also working in concert to bring about the destruction of all indoctrinated graduates of the one-size-fits-all leftist government school system. Al Sharpton is their big spokesman extortionist reaching out to corporate giants like Coca-Cola and others demanding big heap of money payoffs for reparations and affirmative and affirmations for unnatural sexual practitioners. Also, their undoctrinated allies in both government and the medical industry are trying to convince misguided Americans to wear masks indefinitely and be willing to accept the harmful of vaccines that they're preparing to bring forth later this year, despite the fact that there are literally cures for Corona China virus being brought forth, which I will discuss on an upcoming page from the Edwards Notebook. I'm... Ron Edwards. Check out theronedwards.com. Ron Edwards, the new voice of America. Sponsored by the Tri-County Liberty Coalition. You're listening to Kyle Warren. All right. Welcome back, everybody. Kyle Warren with you. Welcome back as we continue racing through, rocketing through this Wednesday edition of the program, Wednesday, September the 9th, 2020. And uh, if you like what we do here on the program, uh, we uh, we encourage you and ask if you would consider uh, to uh, subscribe to the program, also to share the program on your social media. A lot of you are already doing that, and uh, I really do appreciate it, uh, helping to get the word out. If you're new to the program, again, please consider subscribing and sharing and uh, helping the program to grow by, uh, by leaps and bounds. And uh, once again, uh, when we have a chock full program today uh let's i just saw this and so i'm just going to bring this up here and go through this because um earlier you know president trump i believe now is being nominated for the nobel peace prize for for doing things like you know (laughs) bringing together people for you know in the middle east and so forth uh, well, it's not getting a whole lot of coverage because that would mean that Trump is somehow doing something good uh, that is laudable um, or or remarkable um, or worthy of of giving um, kudos. Well, you can't do that if you're the mainstream media or if you're the Democrat Party or if you're the far left or if you're the, you know, just uh, way, way, way out in the fringes there. Uh, you can't do it. And even if you're not on the fringes, still can't say anything good about Trump, because why 
why do that and jeopardize all of the anti-Trump, <laughs> all the anti-Trump stuff that you've based your entire, you know, life and now campaign on? So, you know, but again, this is actually Rick Grinnell, Richard Grinnell, um, uh, former acting uh, DNI uh, and former U.S. ambassador to Germany tells Newsmax TV, um, uh, essentially CNN completely ignored the fact that President Trump received a Nobel Peace Prize nomination. And Americans need to buckle up, uh, he said, for more media bias against the president leading up to the election. Again, um, according to Rick uh, Grinnell, that's a paraphrase, basically, from the article. Um, He says, though, uh, quote, the fact that CNN cannot acknowledge this tells you everything that you need to know about the media right now, Grinnell told Wednesday's The Chris Salcido Show. Grinnell continued, they're playing an advocate's role. They're not giving us real journalism. So I think consumers of news, everyone that's watching this, they have a real responsibility to go and get multiple news sources and try to dig to get the message. Well, that's exactly what people should be doing. That's what I grew up thinking that you should be doing. Um, but nowadays, no, that's okay. And in fact, I don't, I haven't seen this commercial for a while, but I, I would see a commercial. I think it was for, it was, I don't know if it was Apple news or something, something like that. But, uh, it was a commercial that would come on TV and it would say, I used to only look at news. I agreed with, you know, <laughs> and then. And then the next person was like, yeah, I was always like, you know, only doing this one thing. And well, but now I've got this news that's in front of me. It was something to do on the phone or something like that. I just I don't recall exactly. But but I but I remember that first line. I used to only watch news or listen to news that I agreed with. How can you agree with the news? I, 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 I mean, you know, they got a cat out of the tree earlier today. And. Um, there were, there were two firefighters that came, they got the hook and ladder and they, you know, they went up in the tree, they got the cat, they gave it back to the little girl. And, uh, then everybody was happy (laughs) and say, no, no, I disagree with this news because of uh, what are you talking about? See that that, a news story is things that happened, right? Right. Yeah. The, the cow jumped over the moon, right? That's (laughs) the, the news. Okay. Um, but so I don't know how you agree or disagree with the news. Um, there are opinion shows. Sure. Uh, there's radio opinion shows. There's uh primetime opinion shows at night. But I think what Grinnell might be getting at is that this seems to be bleeding over. I'm not, I'm not putting, uh, uh I'm not trying to put words in his mouth. I'm simply saying, uh, you know, this is, if people are watching something and then this big news and it's news, it's newsworthy. You know, if anybody gets nominated for a Nobel Peace Prize, it's usually on the news in some way, shape or form, um, unless they would do something like, you know, some some footnote at the very end of something where they think nobody's watching. Oh, and uh, President Trump was nominated for a Nobel Peace Prize today. We'll be right back after this, you know, or something like that. I don't know. Um, but Rick Grinnell, he's a good guy, by the way. I, 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 I like the way that he thinks and. Um, um, he um, definitely has a great point here. He says, again, they're playing an advocate's role. They're not giving us real journalism. So I think as consumers, again, we have the responsibility to go dig and get the message from multiple news sources. Well, that's how you should do it and not just watch news you agree with, whatever that is. Um, 
But again, this is this is where the left wants you to be. This is where the Democrat Party elite wants you to be. You only need to watch CNN. Okay, if it's not happening on CNN, it's not happening. Or if it's on MSNBC in a pinch, I guess you could watch them. Um, and uh, and that's all you need to know. And all you need to know is people on these channels saying things like um, Donald Trump has got us into a race war now. Right. Isn't that somebody said that? The, I think it was MSNBC. Somebody said that on. And, um, you know, Gosh, I hope not. I hope we're not in a race war. Uh, Donald Trump's certainly not starting a race war. Uh, but this is uh, this is the idea now. This is this is how we get people to get so riled up and be so misinformed. But it is our responsibility. We're supposed to vet things. We're supposed to find out if the interpretation we have of the events that are chronicled in the news, uh, if they line up with with reality. That's what we're supposed to be doing. That is that is the job of every single news consumer, one might think. And you better believe it is there. You know, it's so it's so wonderful working on the Captain's America. I'll tell you this much. One of the things that's going on um, behind the scenes is we're constantly trying to vet the sources and we're trying constantly trying to get confirmation on what we can find out, especially about breaking news and um, we, we won't go with something until we know that we're reasonably sure that this is this is what happened or this is this is the accurate reporting. It's, it's just that simple. You have to do that. And that's just that's just being professional. Right. Well, you know, Grinnell has a real point here. Back to the article. The president has been nominated for helping broker a peace agreement between Israel and the United Arab Emirates. Only the first uh, Israeli um, peace agreement with another with an Arab state in the last 25 years or put it in this perspective, the last quarter century. He goes on, we really have a media crisis, a media in crisis that's failing us. There's no excuse for them not reporting the fact that Donald Trump has been nominated for a Nobel Peace Prize. Many people might say for which uh, one of many things that he has moved forward to make our world more peaceful. But you see, the narrative is Donald Trump doesn't make the world more peaceful. He he starts the race war. Donald Trump is out there. He lied on purpose to the American people to make coronavirus worse. He did this. He's whipping up violence in the streets of America. Doesn't look like Donald Trump's whipping up violence in the streets of America. Um, these are, you know, it's it's not it's not Trump. But if you criticize anybody who is whipping up violence in the streets of America, well, watch out. Hey, you know, then all this is going to be turned on you. I mean, this just this is crazy time. I mean, we're actually witnessing thuggery in the streets. And when we and when and it seems to be so incongruous with what we our expectations of what our country, our society is to be all about. I mean, this is big time stuff. And uh, the very fact that they're not recognizing the fact that he was uh, because everything's now political, every single thing. Obama, what didn't he just get a Nobel Peace Prize or something when after he became president? It was almost it was almost like a matter of course or something. Uh, But and of course, it's always big news. So what's wrong with President Trump getting nominated for a Nobel Peace Prize? Uh, Lord only knows what the left and the Democrat Party elite will do if Trump actually gets the Nobel Peace Prize. 
and it's hashtag no 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 peace prize or something like that it, they'll they'll do something something weird like that there's and and uh, you know but obviously it's got to be making them absolutely go just a little bit insane right now okay back after this this is chicago style hot dog here i'm not feeling too good turns out along with all the other bad things my cholesterol does they say it's a risk factor for strokes strokes sheesh good news from national stroke association exercising eating right and asking your doctor about medicines that can help lower your cholesterol like statins may reduce the risk of a first stroke and if you've already had a stroke it's even more important you lower your cholesterol Lower your chances of stroke by controlling your cholesterol. Visit stroke.org today. Hey, John, I just heard you got a new computer. Congratulations. Thanks. It's the coolest thing. What will you do with your old computer? I don't know. I guess I'll just throw it away. Well, my company just bought new computers, and we decided to donate the old PCs to a place that gives them to local schools. You could do something like that. Seriously, who would want a three-year-old computer? Hey, it might be great for someone else. Computers can be refurbished and reused instead of ending up in the trash. By passing it on, you can help the community and the environment. If you're replacing your company's IT equipment or you're finished using your personal computer, pass it on to a local organization that accepts computers. To learn more, log on to epa.gov slash pass it on. This message was brought to you by EPA, Dell, Intel, HP, NEC, Philips, and this radio station on behalf of EPA's Plug-In to E-Cycling Partnership. EPA does not endorse any commercial services or products of these groups. Groups. For information on all partners, log on to epa.gov slash plugin. In sports, five games were featured in hockey action last week. Every year, millions of people rely on portable generators when they lose access to electricity. But some of them don't understand that a portable generator's carbon monoxide emissions can kill if their generators are used indoors. So we're here to clear the air. Always take your generator outside, away from windows and doors. When you take it outside, you distance yourself from the dangers of carbon monoxide. For more safety tips, visit TakeYourGeneratorOutside.com. Have you saved a life today? We organize a blood drive at our school. My blood type is O. They really need that. Have you saved a life today? I have cancer, but I make sure all my friends know how important it is to give blood. My blood helps heart patients or accident victims. Have you saved a life today? No, but today, someone's blood saved my son. The American Red Cross. Call 1-800-GIVE-LIFE. Hi, folks. This is Kyle Warren. I'd like to hear from you about the things we're talking about on the program. Go to kylewarrenshow.com, click on Send Kyle a Message, or send it to my Facebook page, facebook.com slash Show. I'm Ron Edwards, host of The Edwards Notebook, and you're being schooled by Kyle Warren, the professor of politics. Yes, that's right, and thank you once again, Mr. Ron Edwards. Welcome back to the program, Wednesday edition. And we have so much more to tell you about. Don't forget, go to kylewarrenshow.com. There you can subscribe to the program. And, of course, you can find me on Facebook and friend me on Facebook and uh, all the other good stuff right there at Kyle Warren Show. 
www.thebigfatsmile.com. And it's a good thing. The website is working today. That's <laughs> that's a good thing. Um, okay, so now, as we mentioned earlier in the program, um, we've got some uh, interesting information. This is from the L.A. Times because... It turns out L.A. County was banning Halloween, um, you know, canceling Halloween, however you want to put it, but essentially banning trick-or-treating. This from the L.A. Times. Less than a day after issuing new health guidelines that ban trick-or-treating and other Hollywood activities, Los Angeles County public health officials walked back the decision on Wednesday, um, citing the inability to maintain safe social distancing and the potential for gatherings beyond household members, county officials initially nixed trick-or-treating along with other Halloween traditions, including haunted houses and parades. But the public health director, Barbara Ferrer, said Wednesday that guidelines have been, quote, slightly revised, whatever that means. Ferrer said the change distinguishes between activities originally prohibited under the health officer order from activities that are, quote, not recommended. Uh, this year, it's just not safe to celebrate the waves we usually do, Ferrer said. We are recommending that trick-or-treating not happen this year. The Department of Public Health previously said that because some of the traditional ways in which Halloween is celebrated do not allow contact with non-household members to be minimized, it is important to identify safer alternatives. Trick-or-treat events involving car-to-car candy dispersal <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> Roger that. We're getting ready for the candy dispersal. Are you ready for that? Yeah, I'm ready for that. <clears throat> right, that's right. Roger that. Candy dispersal. Candy dispersal. Go, go, go. <laughs> I mean, that's what it sounds like. <laughs> Trick or treat. Trick or treat involving car to car candy dispersal which are sometimes held by churches or schools, are also not recommended under the revised order. The news is not well received by some residents, and even a few celebrities took umbrage with the rules. Um, I do not agree with the new measures in place, said Joanna Cortez, an Elysian Valley resident with two nieces and a baby on the way. Trick-or-treating is an outdoor activity, she said, noting that wrapped and packaged candy can easily be sanitized before being consumed. Sounds like she has a point there. I'm not a scientist. I don't know what the scientists are going to say about that. But uh, at least maybe maybe Joe Biden, you know, he can consult the experts, which, you know, I don't know. Is, I don't know how he does that, by the way. And maybe I don't want to know how he does that. But, you know. Um, yeah, I'm not a scientist, but uh, yeah, it's, it's like getting, going to the store and buying. Can, can we go to the store and buy candy? And then could you bring it home? And then could you, I don't know, unwrap the candy, you know, you know, unwrap the, unwrap the candy and then consume the candy. I mean, it's, you know, that's that sounds like Halloween, you know, but now you're just getting candy from like a bowl in front of somebody's front door. And they might even wave at you from the window and say, you know, happy Halloween or trick or treat. Um, we can have measures in place like social distancing and leaving out candy in the bowl. See, there you go right there for children versus actually handing out candy. I suppose if you wore gloves and you used a, your uh, PPE gloved hand in order to get the 
um, get the, 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 the mini Milky Way and, and put it into the child's uh, Halloween basket or Halloween, um, you know, little pumpkin thing or something they have usually. Um, would that be the same? I, I, you know, sorry, kids, no trick or treating. It's uh, I'm, we're sorry. It's Halloween is before the election. That's this is all you need to know at this point. Um, and so sorry, that's the way it is. Uh, but other community members weren't so sure. James Lamb said it in previous years. He's had hundreds of trick or treaters at his Burbank home in Halloween. But in light of the pandemic, it doesn't seem seem like a good idea this year. I don't think there's any good alternative at this point, short of buying our own kids candy and just staying home. Unfortunately, said Lamb, father of an of an immunocompromised child. Um, health officials insist it can be difficult to maintain proper. Now, obviously, there's especially people who are very vulnerable. That is a, a, a major concern. There's no doubt about that. But again, uh, you know, um, it seems to me that, you know, we're trying to find ways to make sure that especially kids, especially kids, don't have this constant psychological pressure that's happening to them because the world's been destroyed. Um, you know, in terms of the, the things that they look forward to, the that they anticipate. What kid doesn't anticipate Halloween? This is what I want to be for Halloween. And the next week, it changes. No, I'm going to be this for Halloween. No, wait a minute. I'm going to be this for Halloween. And they finally sort of settle on it right before Halloween and and they have fun. I mean, this is the whole idea. So we have to find ways of being able to. I mean, I can't imagine, you know, you can go to the Home Depot and you can go do this and you can go do that, but you can't go have Halloween. But at any rate, so this is what's going on in L.A. County. Now, what's going on for Disneyland? This is also something that's happening. Uh, this from uh, Eyewitness News Channel 7. Uh, ABC News here in the Southern California KABC. Governor Gavin Newsom says California is, quote, getting closer to issuing guidelines for theme parks, which have been closed since mid-March and are pushing the state to tell them when they can reopen. According to the Orange County Register, uh, the governor says conversations are ongoing with major amusement park operators, Disneyland, Universal Studios, uh, Knott's Berry Farm, Six Flags, Magic Mountain, SeaWorld, San Diego, and Legoland, California. Uh, and other theme parks remain closed indefinitely while they await safety guidance from the state. California officials did not issue guidance for theme parks as part of the four-tier color-coded system for tracking COVID-19 trends. The new system will determine when counties can move forward with businesses reopenings as we head into flu season. Disneyland has said once guidelines are released, the resort will work with the state and county to toward a reopening date. Meanwhile, U.S. theme parks are still finding it tough to bring back guests this summer, despite the wide number of safety measures they've put in place. Attendance has been less than expected across the country. Some parks are reducing operating days, slashing ticket prices and closing early for the year. Uh, Disney this week will begin cutting an hour or two from each day at its four Florida theme parks. Now, there are worries over what the virus will bring this fall. The industry put in long hours just to restart this season, adding constant reminders of, about social distancing from decals on the pavement in queues to roving social distance squads at Disney World. Six Flags added touch-free bag checks 
with high-tech walkthrough machines. Six Flags expects its numbers to rebound when the health crisis settles down. Mike Spanos, the company's CEO, said at the end of July, but attendance at theme parks around the U.S. has gone up and down depending on whether there are coronavirus surges in those areas. Well, again, you know, I, I think we're all of, uh, hoping that things get better sooner than later. Um, it would be great to see the theme parks uh, reopen, uh, obviously, and everybody wants to be safe. But it's interesting the things that we're finding out about the coronavirus. It's interesting how we're finding out about living with this, uh, taking the, the proper precautions, these kinds of protecting the vulnerable. And I think it's no, um, it's no mistake that the Democrats are now trying to bring back this thing from the Bob Woodward book and just make it, oh no, it's this, you know, and, and try to, try to re-terrify everybody re-terrify them because now there's something that you didn't know about coronavirus or this and that and uh, again it's all they're doing that for political reasons of course um and of course what's the other thing that they're really that they're going for now is the post office post office is russia 2020 basically um if from what i can tell because the democrats the democrat party elite they're setting up this thing where the post office is now going to be completely to blame for trump winning the election and you know so just like with the russia thing um they're i think they're going to hang their hat on that um they're going to hang their hat on the idea that president trump not only did the post office screw everything up right but that president trump actually screwed it up see that's the, that's the thing so and yeah and russia's going to be in there somewhere i probably you know putin will have his uh cohorts that that sabotage the postal service or something like that but generally speaking because they because they tried the russia thing before and of course that fizzled um they're gonna they, they have to hang their hat on something to claim that the election was simply not legitimate that president trump is and this is why even just even a few months ago right we're here starting to hear things about oh president trump he's going to barricade himself in the oval office and uh we're going to have to send the military in there to get him and bring him out to drag him out of the oval office uh, because Biden will be the actual president. And it's really not, it's only about, it's a, not about where you are. It's about the office. And, you know, I think, was it Pelosi talking about that kind of stuff? Doesn't matter where you are as president, you're still the president and you know, all this kind of stuff. So honestly, you know, it's interesting, uh, you know, to say the least, to watch how all this plays out. Uh, but it's also maddening. Uh, because, again, instead of running campaigns to try to get people to vote for them uh, enthusiastically, they're, they're going to, I think, continue to rely on the idea of conspiracy theories. And that's not going to be good for anybody. OK, folks, we will see you on the radio tonight and right back here tomorrow. Thanks for listening and take care out there.